LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Alex Jewell, better known as Instagram handle Best Foods Chicago and Best Foods Alex. Alex is a programmer by day and a shy town foodie by night. From the horse's mouth, if you will. Brand. Developing a strong brand is an art you can't learn in school or read about on Medium. It takes something innate and simple, being human. He spent his entire life studying what that means and the greater half of being conscious of it. Consistency, relatability, clarity, relevancy, all iron out your identity and make your recognizable and memorable. Strategy. People work in particular ways. Social media has exacerbated trends and the exposure of human nature, giving us the perfect platform by which to study how people interact with each other, with technology and with content. He knows that work and what doesn't work. Developing a brand is one thing, but building an entity does not take people to flock to it. By applying strategy, he exposes the target markets who are there and help them to fall in love with him. He utilizes his experience as a programmer to capture some of the most fascinating food stories all across Chicago. So sit back, relax, enjoy this fun little conversation with Alex Jewell. So today we're sitting down with Alex Jewell of Best Food Chicago. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Uh, amazing. So you're at Bites enjoying the food? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been here. Awesome. So tell us how you got into being an Instagram influencer, if you will. So about four years ago, um, I was just sort of sharing my normal life in Chicago, taking pictures of uh, not just food, but even like just, you know, skyline pictures and selfies at Soundbar. And, yeah. Um, but I started noticing that if I use certain hashtags, people I didn't know uh, would, would kind of like and comment and follow. Um, and this is sort of before influencing was even a, a oh, word. Yeah. And um, I didn't have like a food handle yet or best food Alex hadn't been born yet. Um, but I noticed that people I didn't know, they started engaging with my content and that was very thrilling. Um, so I would tweak it, play with it, see what worked, what didn't. Uh, and it snowballed. Uh, in August of 2014, um, I was invited to my first event on Michigan Avenue. It was like Taste of Michigan Ave. Um, and I remember just feeling like such a fraud because it was like me, the red eye, the <laughs> tribune. And I was like, God, like I hope nobody asks me like what I'm doing here. Like, who, like here I am just with my iPhone. I don't yeah. have a DSLR. I like don't have a like some huge media conglomerate that's like paying for me to be there. Like, yeah. you know, I was literally just invited as like somebody on Instagram, and that was a, such a new thing. You know that like um, it's it's still the wild west in a lot of ways. You know, so then it just sort of snowballed. Now throughout the week, I go to different events and restaurants, and um, it's like a it's like another job. <laughs> it, it's so like. 
hoity-toity, if you will, like to be an influencer now. Literally, Urban Outfitters is selling Halloween costumes to yeah. be a, influ- a social media influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I or saw like, that. I saw like because you know, whatever, the Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. Some guy in there was a former social media influencer. <laughs> like, awesome title, man. Yeah. <laughs> former. It's given up. It's given up the life. Right? <laughs> you know, I think that's a key difference, though. Like when when I started and a lot of my friends started. We weren't, we didn't have the goal of being an influencer. Yeah. Our end goal was not to get free shit, you know, our end goal was like not to be like famous, you know. Our end goal was simply, we didn't have an end goal really, you know, we were just sharing what we were doing. Yeah. And Chicago's a great city to share what you're doing in, you know, and I, like, I think now we have all these influencers that like, they want to be influencers. Yeah. They started like 100 followers and they're like, I'm going to be an influencer, yeah. you know, and that's like, I think it takes away a lot of the authenticity of like what attracted people to following influencers in the first place. You know, they just they didn't trust these like central media conglomerates because they you know they always think they have some sort of agenda or yeah. you know they don't care about them. They don't have that personal connection with them. As best food Alex, people are like, oh, like I know Alex knows where to eat. You know, yeah. and, like being a real person is like really attractive in today's age you know so when you when you have like people who are just trying to be influencers it just ends up kind of being a joke and you know you lose that authenticity that attracted people in the first place so what do you think about people's like personality on social media versus like in person so like i went about social media influencer right like mm-hmm. i was at um an event right and all the food comes out it was a rick bayless event and people just went nuts about it i just sat there and kept drinking my beer talking to the bartender right <laughs> he was like a weird guy he was like i'm the only australian brewer that works at a mexican restaurant right he's like super excited about it so we're talking about beer or whatever right but like the food comes out and it's just like mass chaos like people are all about that yeah and i feel like people put out this like a certain persona like on social and then you meet them in person and you're like hi like, yeah nice to meet you and i'm like uh okay like yeah you seem kind of fun in your photos <laughs> <laughs> no there's totally there's different types of yeah. there's different types of personalities in influencing. I think yeah. just any like any industry. And I, I have met a lot of people that are like very, very they're not very personable yeah. in person. You know, they don't actually have that like social flair. Yeah. Um but when they like develop their online brand, it's you know, sometimes I think those those like more introverted parts of themselves, they can kind of refine them and like put up this picture of like, you know, this is who I am. But then you meet them in person and they're, you know, they're timid or anxious or, you know, and I think that's super interesting that, like, social media gives anybody this platform to, like, you know, be in the spotlight in in very, like, safe ways. Um, Whereas, you know, just, like, in-person communication and in-person, like, interaction, that stuff has always been way more complicated, you know, and and difficult for certain personality types. Um, so yeah, you definitely see see those for sure. So did you attend uh, <laughs> Chicago Gourmet last weekend? No, I had a charity event okay. all all weekend, so I missed it this year. But I feel like my my life is Chicago Gourmet. <laughs> 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 I feel like I'm always at Chicago Gourmet. So walk us through like if you go to like a big 
an event like that, like it's a food festival or whatever, uh-huh. what's it kind of like for someone like you? Obviously, you want to take one or two cool pictures. I'm sure it doesn't take you all 30 seconds of while you're there. But what's kind um, of your mentality and how do you go about having fun there? Typically, for me, it's like seeing people that I know. Okay. Like, a bigger event like that, you might see people you haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, a lot of influencers and people in the food industry in general, we almost we feel like coworkers in a way, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, at larger events like that, you get your shots and and you kind of, like, you know, you eat some food, obviously. But, like, the, the most, you know, most of what you're doing is just, like, running into people that you haven't seen or, yeah. like, taking pictures with them and stuff like that. So, and then, of course, like, the coverage. You have to do stories and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, you're also kind of working. Yeah. <laughs> kind of but, nonstop, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like, for me, my personality online is so, what's kind of, and to get my regular personality, I'm just, like, goofy, like, don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, but people are like, wow, you actually took like, a good photo this time. Like, that looks good. <laughs> well, just me, just be like an idiot. Like, I forgot what restaurant it was. It was one on the south side. Uh-huh. I just, like, took a bite of this huge sandwich, like a moron. Right, and I put it on social, and like, this is awesome. Can we use it on social media? I'm like, do whatever you want. I was yeah. like being silly with who I was with, yeah, and I didn't care. But, like, how would you describe like your personality online? Like, I think I, I'm very iconoclastic, mm-hmm. I'm very like brash, yeah, I'm very bold. Um, I think with best food, at like. The, the best food Alex persona is really all about like breaking the rules yeah. and like doing and eating what you want to. Okay. I, I think I'm always an advocate for like the messy, greasy, just like food porn stuff that you crave. Yeah. I think balance is super important in life, and I, and I think there's a lot of influencers that like uh, push like healthy lifestyle, oh, yeah. like yoga and like uh, you know keto and like all this stuff, and and I think. At the end of the day, we have to have balance in life, and and especially in a city like Chicago, where there's so much good food, and it's like almost like it's imprinted in our in our culture. You know, we have this like gritty, like bold, heavy culture in Chicago of like just thick pizza and big hot dogs, and just like you know kind of going after what, what you're passionate about, what you love. And and so I think Best Food Alex really represents, like, that, like, emboldened uh, sense of, like, Midwestern comfort food and, and just, like, enjoying what, your life, you know, enjoying what you're eating. Yeah, like, for me, like, when I take pictures of my food is because I, like, kind of, like, most of the I like doing something stupid or, like, whatever, like, but whatever, like, this is it. Not because, like, I have to and, like, everything I'm eating, I need, like, people to know, right? Right. I like, like messing with people, too, but, like, how many uh, followers, like, do you have on Instagram or whatever? Like, I'll, like, post a picture, mm-hmm. and I'll lean over so everyone, like, around me, and I just got two likes, so I'm, like, pretty, uh, pretty big deal. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, this is a loser. Like, <laughs> You're a micro-influencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so for you, like, how, like, how would you define, like, a foodie? Like, like, people are out there, they're choosing their own thing, like you're saying, right? Like, if someone wanted to be an influencer or, or like, call someone a foodie, how do they kind of get into the space? Is it too crowded already? Like, what would you recommend in that regard? I mean, so, being a foodie in general is, I think food's one of those things that, like, everybody shares, right? Yeah. It's something we all have in common. But there's a difference between, like, liking food and being 
being like excited about food, yeah. like being excited to like try new things. I think that's a key difference. Like some people have their preferences and they're not like excited to like explore yeah. in the food space. And I think if you're excited to explore things, if you're excited to like push your own boundaries and say like, I thought I don't like this thing, but I'm going to try it in this context or I'm yeah. going to like try this new type of food. I'm not going to be like scared of, of going out of my comfort zone to like really end up having awesome experiences with food. And, and I think that's like the really big differentiator between like everybody else who just like kind of eats to survive yeah. and they kind of eat within their comfort zone and then like foodies who kind of eat outside of yeah. And, and I, I think the moment when you kind of go outside of your comfort zone and you really start exploring food and experiencing things you haven't before, you're, you're going to find your niche too. And, and I think that's the biggest thing with being successful from a social media standpoint is not only like developing a unique brand, but developing like a really consistent brand. Right. And, you know, like having that, that, uh, that refined over time. You know, like over time, you're, you're going to continually figure out what you, who you are in that sense and who your brand is in that sense. Um, and just like keeping, keep refining it and making sure that you're, you're, it's cohesive in, in that regard. Um, and for me, that was like food porn, you know, but yeah. like for other people, it's, it's all sorts of, you know, other things. It's like, um, I'm trying to think of an example, like I have a friend who's a pescatarian, for example. Yeah. So like, she like realized like there aren't that many pescatarian accounts. There's a, there's a few, but like, yeah. especially in Chicago. So she became, you know, chai pescatarian, yeah. you know, and that's like, that's her brand. You know, people are like, I'm going to ignore the fact that fish are meat and, yeah. <laughs> and there's a name for it. And yeah. this person posts about it and that's attractive to a, an audience. Yeah. And so when you have that niche brand that you discover, then you can also kind of discover the audience that that's, that is attractive to. Yeah, I think I mean, there's so many fake accounts, fake likes, whatever, on social. Like, uh, I mean, I've met people too that like that work. I went to like a marketing event the other day, mm -hmm. and people are like, "Hey, like, let me like do whatever, whatever for like your company." They're always pitching, right? And then like some people are like, "Dude, like, I has like 19 followers on like whatever, right?" So it's like you can sit there and like armchair quarterback and doing things, yeah. or you can sit there and actually enjoy yourself and appreciate it. Yeah. So with you like getting so many different options for events and stuff or restaurants to try, mm -hmm. how do you kind of choose what makes the most sense to you? Because your time is valuable. Like if I told you there's a food event tonight and it's just like the two of us sitting here, mm -hmm. like cool, thanks man. Like what is it? Oh, all these appetizers we bought, like take pictures. <laughs> like all right, like thanks, see you later. Yeah. Right? Or how do you go to something that you for sure know is good? Like how do you kind of find that balance? Um. So typically. I I always look at the menu. Okay. First and foremost. Yeah. Um, and if I see things, I've been doing it long enough that I know what's going to photograph well. Okay. Just from well, looking at the menu. Yeah. I don't have to see pictures of it. Yeah. I know that if there's some burgers on there, there's some handheld things, there's like meaty things, yeah. there's cheesy things. You know, like, I know that I'm going to be able to get something. Nice. Even if there's like desserts that sound like relatively pretty yeah. or, or something, you know, that like I can get the ooeyest, gooeyest thing yeah. on the menu and it's gonna it's gonna soar, you know? And so 
then I'll just kind of go through. I'll look at like which open calendar dates I have, and I like start just placing things okay. in order of like, you know, this sounds really good. They have like certain. I've heard that they have a really good burger. They just opened up, so like this is gonna be like number one. I'm gonna make sure I get to this one, and yeah. then I just start working that way. Um, I'll sprinkle in some sponsored posts here and there. Yeah. I try to keep those within within brand. Um, you know, like I did like a Dunkin' Donuts campaign a few oh, wow. weeks ago. But I don't. I try to only do like at most once a week because followers notice when you when they see that hashtag ad. Yeah. They like are like, okay, come on. Like I know this. You got paid for this, right? And that kind of loses that. I saw that on. Uh, it was some guy wrote an article about that. Like, this social media influencer is in like bed with his wife in the morning they're both just like in their underwear mm-hmm. and he's like we just got engaged and it's like who the fuck is in your bedroom like taking a picture of you like in the morning with this ring oh, yeah. that you just got that was like yeah. clearly a sponsor right yeah, some of these lifestyle yeah. bloggers are hysterical yeah. like you know like and and I, I know a lot of them and, and so I'm gonna avoid naming names but I think like there's definitely I think some of our, like, the food influencers yeah. are, like, a little bit more authentic, obviously, because they're not trying to handcraft some, like, perfect-looking life, right? Yeah. Like, we're just, like, getting food and it's all of its glory. Yeah. And we're just, like, living life. And then there's, like, these lifestyle bloggers that are, like, creating life, right? Like, they're, like, creating this narrative of, like, you know... Oh, like I had Deets and Watson lunch meat for dinner. Like, do you love Deets and Watson? And like, you know, it's like <laughs> every night we have we sit down as a family and we we put our phones away and then guess what we eat? It's a big secret. You have to go to my blog to check it out. And then you go to the blog and you put in your email address and then the big secret's revealed. And this big secret is that they eat Deets and White's Watson lunch meat. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> You know, so, like, I never want to have that stigma of, like, you know, where people are like, oh, yeah, I don't know if this is a sponsored post or if it's, like, something that he actually enjoyed. Yeah. You know? And the, the fact of the matter is, we all eat Dunkin' Donuts. Everybody eats Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. So, like, when I did that campaign, I, some people were like, really, Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. But, like, other people were like, wow, I didn't know they had gluten-free brownies. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, I, I always want to make sure that, like, I, people know that I have that balance, too, of, like, most of the content that I'm putting out is, is authentically things that I enjoyed. Yeah, I mean, like, people ask me that about my podcast, too, so this is going to be episode, like, 116 or something like that, mm-hmm. and people like, oh, like, you making money, like, oh, all this, like, crap, like, I make enough money to pay for all the costs of podcasting and, like, my time. Right. Right? And, like, I make my, like, sponsors, and, like, I've had people that, like, legitimate, like, references that would contact me, like, oh, well, take a podcast to, like, the next level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what, like, I just want to, like, make my podcast where it's, like, something easy listening. Like, I've sitting here in a restaurant talking, but I'm going to feel like they're sitting next to me, or next to us, who's in this conversation. I don't want to compete with uh, perfect audio and have, like, a team of 20 people editing it. Yeah. And then, like, you need to buy, like, Crest toothpaste. Like, I don't use Crest. Like, I'm not going to change just because they pay me money. Like. Right. I've gotten all sorts of things. Like, I've had, uh, like, um, sex toy subscription companies yeah. be like, oh, we're going to send you. I'm like, first of all, did you even, like, look at my, <laughs> my feet at all? Like, 
I jewelry companies. So yeah. like, oh yeah, we're gonna send you boxes of jewelry every month. Why? Why? <laughs> Put it around the food. <laughs> like I'm so confused. See that chick in the background? My picture. She's wearing what you should but buy. No, no, other things. I've like worked in like watch companies. Yeah. Like I can I oh, most of the food I post I'm holding it. Yeah. And so like putting a watch in there, I can do that. Yeah. Especially because I like watches, you know. So like things like that makes sense. And so it's just having like a little like taking a step back. It's easy when you first start to start saying yes to everything. Mm. Because you're just like so excited that yeah. you're like, oh, people want me to post for that, and, you know. But as you do it, you like really start. You, you're, you start having the luxury of like being selective yeah. and like saying like this stuff works with with my brand and this stuff doesn't. Um, and I think followers really appreciate that again that consistency and that cohesiveness. Yeah. Is there an end game like as you or even as an influencer, or is this kind of ride the passion and what next? I think I've. Seen, uh, you talk about two different camps, right? Like doing it for right. the feel goods and then doing it for the attention. Right. Do either of them have end games or is this like right? No, high? I think I'm still the still still the reason that I do it is because I'm passionate about Chicago. Yeah. And I'm passionate about our food scene here. I think we have the most successful food scene. You know, I, I think it, our creativity and 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 our 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 um, the breadth of yeah. our food scene is comparable to cities like LA and New York, but it's it's manageable and it's and it's accessible to, to everybody, and it has that Midwestern comfort feel to it. Yeah. Um. And and I think the moment that I stop doing it because I'm passionate about that, and I start doing it because I want to make more money doing it, or yeah. because like I want Best Food Alex to be some huge thing. Like, yeah. That that. I think that's when it like doesn't work, you yeah. know. I think the moment that that you you lose like the original passionate reason you're doing anything um, is is the moment that you kind of set it up for failure. And and so I think as long as I'm continuing to inspire people to like explore the city that they're in, um, you know, like I get these messages from people who are like, I'm I have an anniversary tonight, like where should I go eat, you yeah. know, and, and and or I'm looking for this restaurant. I have people coming into town like here's a category, like, where should we go? Yeah. And, and the fact that, like, I can be a part of that process of, like, uh, exposing people to, to things they wouldn't otherwise experience, um, I think that's super rewarding. So I think there's no really end goal. There's yeah. just, like, the, the continual uh, success of, like, being able to, um, to do what I do. And how does that play out? Is that just, like... Muscle memory, or do you have like a database? Like for me, I have this huge list of places that people have recommended, uh-huh. and then I keep like deleting stuff from there. So I'm like, all right, I went there, and I cross <laughs> it out, right? Yeah. But then people ask me for recommendations. I'm like, I don't know, like top of mind or places I go all the time, and then it's just like, or I'll have like a couple places like I have to organize my neighborhood. But for me, it's like a lot of times I don't know your preferences. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, a lot of it's from memory. Okay. Um, you know, it's contextual based on like what they're asking for. But yeah. I, I think, uh, I've been, I've definitely been considering just like on bestfoodalex.com because right yeah. now it just redirects to my normal website. Yeah. But I have been thinking about just doing like Alex's best list or something funny yeah. and like just having like separated out by like different notes of neighborhood or category or like. If this is your first time in Chicago, here's like the must yeah. hits, you know. Um, and I've definitely been thinking about putting it in one place because, like, sometimes 
I think it's overwhelming when people ask me questions because I just unload. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, we're going to be here for a night. Where should we go? And then I just start, like, yeah. throwing up places they should go. Yeah. And, it, you know, if there was, like, a resource where I could just send somebody a link and they could kind of explore it with their own pace and, like, kind of their own interests, um, that would obviously be a better experience, you know? Oh, and, sure. and Because I get asked that so often, I think I, I, I will put that together. But in the meantime, it's just straight memory. <laughs> well, let's, about, like, let's say you're in town for, like, a conference, right? Uh-huh. Versus you're in town for your kid's basketball game. Right. Or, like, you're in town for, like, a wedding. Yeah. So different answers. Very different, Like, where yeah. do you stay? Are you staying in the Loop? Are you staying in River North? Like, right. Like, everything's so different. It's like, yeah. do you want to, like... Have a three-hour dinner? Do you have, have like a forty-five-minute exactly. dinner? Like, yeah, I, I think there's so many different variables, and sometimes you'll just get the question of like, you don't know this person at all. They have like a private account, and they just like send you a DM like, I'm gonna be in Chicago for one night. Where should I go? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I, you know, that's a, that's a great question. That's, you know, and you kind of have to like probe a little bit more and kind of figure out like contextually like what makes sense. Through your experience, so like obviously there's a huge turnover in Chicago restaurants, right? right? Have you seen like stuff that you've experienced, like kind of rhyme or reason to that? Like I literally was supposed to have dinner with a friend of mine at Presido <laughs> next Monday. Yeah. Uh, like two Mondays from now. Uh-huh. I got text to them yesterday. Hey, we can't fulfill your reservation because we just closed. I'm like, what? You like, just I, I, I can't text back because like auto text, but it was like. Okay, like I was super pumped to go here, like check it out, yeah. and the doors are closed. Or like, or you see all the comedy shows, just like April Fools, like closed. That's coincidentally, right? Like, yeah. just couldn't hack it, but like, you know, if you see like rhyme reason to that, yeah. Rhyme reason was a restaurant, um, yeah. <laughs> which is we wanted to go, but it's closed on Monday too. That's why I, I stopped know, mine. I, think, <laughs> I mean. One of the one of the difficult things with I mean it's kind of sort of a million dollar question yeah. is like well, how do you what makes a successful restaurant? Yeah. And I think there's so many different things that make a successful restaurant that that's what what the challenging thing is. Yeah. You know, like there's so many different things from like um, general attitude of the staff, right. like general uh, you know competency of the staff, like. <laughs> um, being able to have like a focused menu yeah. I think some places you know like so there's been some like places in River North that have opened up that like they have sushi and then they have like uh, American food they have like six different sections on the menu that none of them seem to go together yeah. it's like literally the owner stands there and is like well I just put all the food I like on the menu yeah. <laughs> sushi and I like hot dogs so we're doing it you know and, it, and it, so then people go there and they're kind of confused right they're like I don't get it and if they don't get it they're not going to go back yeah. they're not going to they're not going to think of it as any sort of like composed idea um, and so you've really I mean nailing the concepts uh, being unique you know like don't open up a dim sum place next to Imperial Lamian in River yeah. North if you want to survive it's yeah. not going to happen, <laughs> you know? And, and so, like, sometimes I just see people making very, it almost seems like simple mistakes of, like, location or menu um, or staff decisions, and, you know? And you're like, if all of those pieces had to come together and, and you had done this a little differently, yeah. it would have it worked, but it didn't, you know? So that, I mean... 
couldn't run a restaurant yeah. personally. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's easy to talk about it and like point all these things out that like yeah. f- f- from a from a different perspective. But like from the perspective of running a restaurant, I mean, geez, 18, 20 hours a day, like <laughs> it, things are gonna fall through the cracks. From if you're a not, restaurant if you're not managers, owners, etc., that you've interacted with. What are some good things that have happened to you? Like, what are some good experiences you've had? Like, they're not like, hey, Alex, come here and we'll give you uh, a free hot dog. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks. I'm good. Like, <laughs> what are some, like, good ways that people actually can, like, contact influencers to get positive feedback to come in and, like, really share and, like, have a return on that? Right? So if you showed up uh-huh. and, like, took a picture and it's like, what is, what is their expectation? Like, oh, yeah, what's the best way to have a mutual... You know, relationship with that, right? Yeah. Contacting you and then having you show up, do something, whatever, and then like have them have business from that. Other than we were in an article, we were on Instagram. Like, right. cool. <laughs> I think like when I really connect with a restaurant is when I get to like um, kind of hear their story a little bit. And, yeah. Like, okay. I like. I also like when it's a little bit more interactive. Like yeah. I've had like events where like. You go and you get to, like, go back in the kitchen and see, like, how things work. And, yeah. like, you know, when, for example, Grace, when I went to Grace, I, I fell in love with it because it was the quietest kitchen I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. It was like a spa. If you close your eyes, you could, like, take a nap. That's weird. In a kitchen. Yeah. You know, so, like, those things are the most memorable. And so when you really connect with an owner yeah. or a GM or a manager um, or a chef... And, and you really connect with their story, and you, like, see they're not scared to show you, like, the, the insides of yeah. what they're doing. Um, that's exciting. You know, that, like, that really separates places. Um, you know, I brought up Imperial, Imperial Lamian a few minutes ago. Yeah. Like, when I went, they were like, here's how we handle the noodles, and here's how we make the dumplings. Yeah. And, like, getting to see that... I think makes the food taste even better. Yeah. You know, like you you connect with it more, and then it's the, kind of the first place you think of when when people uh, ask you where to go. So yeah, and that's a totally worth it, right? Is not just the what's hot and new, what you recommend mm-hmm. now is right. what's going to be referred a bunch of times. Right. And yeah. literally, there's like an article like once a month that comes out in Chicago that like you can find what's hot and new or places to go in town. Yeah. But then it's like okay, so you go there, you check it out. From the restaurant's perspective. When are you coming back? Yeah. Right. Or what? Right. right? Like, yeah. Try to enjoy it. Cool. Whatever. Right. <laughs> but anything else? That's the other thing. I think that when people come, like, getting people to come back, there's a lot of places that they'll, like, launch and, and they'll do something maybe even really cool, but then they, like, don't change anything. Yeah. They don't, like, nothing's fresh, nothing's different. They're not, they lose their creativity. So they have, like, this burst of creativity to, like, form the concept. But then you don't go back because the menu's the same that it was two years ago. What What is it? What's, what's like, what's bringing you back, right? Yeah. And, you know, but at the same, but at the same time, like, now that I'm talking about it, there's, like, other places that, like, they're, they're doing certain things really, really well. And if people haven't been there before, they're getting enough new people that... It works, right. you know? So, I, I don't know. I think for the places that I want to go back to, because I'm always going out to so many places, yeah. are the places that are, like, doing new, fresh stuff. So so it's not like you have a go-to, like, I want to go here for this meal. Like, it's, I know I'll go there and have an experience. Right. Cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to leave listeners with before we sign off? 
No. I mean, I think... Uh, I think I think Chicago is is just the perfect city for this. You know, I think it's 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 a food city. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so I I, don't, I never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.